nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. Now, I'll tell you what, man, uh, this is exciting. You've seen the uh, post on uh, Facebook as well from yesterday. The legacy of legendary golfer Papa Sugalim lives on. Right now, we're chatting to his son, Rajan Sugalim, about the upcoming golf day and book launch in Durban. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Very well, Lloyd, and yourself? Great, man. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Now, your father, Isail, is one of the greatest golfers, not just in South Africa, but in the world, as he won the Dutch Open in 1959, again in 1960, and 1963. But it was the Natal Open incident in 1963 that remains etched in many minds. He won the tournament against all odds, much to the dismay of the apartheid government, and was not allowed to enter the Durban Country Club to receive his prize. Rajan, how does the family feel when reflecting on this incident decades later? Lloyd, you know, um, we've always taken um, a relief from the fact that, you know, if that didn't happen, um, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. You know, um, a a lot of uh, the incidents and the challenges that my dad faced uh, shaped the, uh, you know, uh, helped in the transformation process. And, you know, at that time, golf was only reserved for the previous, uh, for the previously advantaged. You know, my dad came from an impoverished background. And him winning the Natal Open and receiving the prize in the rain in 1963, I think then uh, put a lot of pressure on the apartheid government to try and change their stance in terms of opening doors for non-white golfers. But, you know, uh, more importantly, um, when we look at that particular incident, there was a lot more to that than, than him just winning that particular tournament. Because, um, you know, the, the facilities and the privilege that was uh, given to, to his white counterparts was quite different from the privileges that were given to my dad. And, you know, some of those, those privileges that were afforded to him, for, uh, afforded to the white uh, counterparts, was quite different for him because he wasn't allowed to use the change room. Uh, he wasn't allowed to practice before the tournament. So, you know, the authorities tried everything in their power to make sure that my dad didn't play well on that particular tournament. I think it's important that we discuss this and, of course, we, 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 we give exposure to this and what happened decades uh, ago, Rajan. And i tell you why, because young people of today, it's important that young people know the history of what went on uh, back then. And I think, I mean, I was told this story by my elders when I was a kid uh, about who Papa mm-hmm. Sugalem was and, and he, he received the trophy. He was asked to receive the trophy in the rain because of apartheid. He wasn't allowed to go in. At a child, at, a, at that age, I wasn't really um, understanding of what apartheid was and what was going on but the, the the story stuck with me years later when I could understand what happened and then I remembered okay but I think it's, it's a duty of, 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 of parents and elders and family members who know the story to keep it alive and to basically explain to the younger generation this is what happened then and where we've come from now and today South African Indians um, are able to play golf at clubs and estates anyway is this something that should not be taken for granted coming from where your dad came from? Well, you know, Lloyd, um, as much as uh, golf is the fastest growing uh, sport, there's very little transformation that is taking place. Because, you know, if you look at the um, number of playing professionals that come out of the circuit in South Africa, Mm. it is just a handful of of people of color that actually make it at the level that, uh, you know, the Ernie Elses or the the Chief Corsons and the Gary Players and so on that perform. So, you know, as much as we are in the modern era, you tend to find that, you know, accessibility to golf courses, yes, uh, it is there, but the affordability is a major factor. 
So, you know, if you look at somebody who's got potential that lives in the township, for example, in order for them to pursue the sport, they have to be uh, at the level where, you know, they need to become a member at that particular club and then also receive the, the proper coaching and mentoring in order to play 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 at the level that, that you see these guys performing on TV. You know, uh, therefore, when, when, when we speak about the modern era, as much as that has, that, that has transformed, but there's very, very little in terms of uh, people pursuing the sport at, on a professional level. You know, therefore, this year, um, you know, marking 160 years, and, you know, this bears testimony to the fact that my dad won these tournaments at a time when he was, um, wasn't allowed to perform and play in South Africa. Because the British PGA allowed my dad to play, right. which was part of Europe, but South Africa wouldn't allow him to play. Mm. And, you know, going out there and winning these tournaments overseas, uh, you know, against all these odds and against adversity and so on, and performing on that international platform, nobody else has come to, come to um, in all those years, you know. So we think in 160 years, there was only one, one golfer of color that, that was notable, and that was my dad. So, you know, when we speak about the modern era and what has changed, nothing much has changed in terms of people of color uh, playing at the level that my dad did. But, you know, again, when, when you look at my dad's performances overseas, just purely because of the, um, uh, his benefactor, which was Graham Wolf, that took him to play overseas. And, you know, he couldn't get onto a SAA plane in those days. So Graham Wolf had to take him in his twin-engine uh, plane to fly through Africa to play in Europe. Mm. So it must have been quite overwhelming for him, you know, playing in a foreign country, first time you're away from home, first time you're on a flight, and to go out there and win the Dutch Open on debut says a hell of a lot in terms of what potential and, and skills he possesses. Against all odds. Now, your son, Rajan Nishalan, is actively involved in the promotion of golf. Tell us, what is he up to right now? Lloyd, again, um, you know, as much as we, we're happy that Nishalan is doing what he's doing, um, but the fact is that he was so challenged here in South Africa in terms of uh, putting his knowledge and skills into practice. Nishalan is a, is a qualified, accredited PGA teaching professional. But again, that domain is still very, very dominated by a certain group. And hence, Nishalan had to, to span his wings. He's now teaching golf in Saudi Arabia. And it's, it's amazing in terms of the progress that he's made out there. You know, he's growing golf in, in the Middle East. And, you know, Lloyd, it seems like the, the wheel is doing its full circle here because 60 years ago, um, in 1959, my dad was... Um, uh, playing in the Middle East, uh, well, he traveled to the Middle East before he got to play in the 1959 Mini European Tour. And 60 years later, Nishalan also pitches up in the Middle East and he's now growing the game there. So, you know, when, whenever we look at Nishalan's progress and, and all that he's achieved, we thought, yeah, there must be some sort of divine intervention and he's being guided by some, some superior force. Yeah, there's definitely a connection there if you look at that uh, from that angle as well. I definitely agree with you, Rajan. Now, uh, Golf Day takes place on the 4th of December in Durban in a tribute to your dad. Tell us a bit more about the format. 
Okay, Lois, as, as much as it is a tribute to my dad, um, you know, when Selvan Naidu um, from the 1860 Heritage Center approached the family about doing a book on my dad, you know, I, I know the background of Selvan and, and the amount of uh, effort that he's put into ensuring that um, that the center, that is the 1868 Heritage Center, prospers in the way that it has. Uh, he decided to title this book Out of the Rough. And it's very appropriate because, you know, on the golf course, you have a lot of challenges and one of those challenges is playing out of the rough and, and, and it cannot be more apt in terms of a title. So there's a book launch on the 4th of December, that is at Manuscombe Country Club. And course one and course two, um, there would be two tournaments. One uh, On course one, there would be a tournament for the clubs that want to enter teams. And in course two, uh, for uh, golfers that want to play on an individual level, which is sort of an individual table set, but um, allowing an opportunity so that we have two tournaments to accommodate clubs. And then the other tournament that we're having on course two is for the individual so that you know we can then declare a, a champ on that particular day. And after the, um, the tournament itself, there would be a book launch and, you know, there, there are dignitaries and guests that we are expecting that, that, that evening. But um, we've decided as well this year that uh, one of our key beneficiaries uh, is um, uh, it's, a, it's a group called Heal the Hood and, and they hail from Cape Town. And there's a, there's a gentleman there that, that promotes golf. His name is Carlo Jansen. And, you know, I've been in contact with him. I know the amount of amazing work that he's doing in, in order to bring golf uh, to, the, to the people that are in the most impoverished. You know, he's growing golf in the Cape Flats. Uh, he has a trial, you know, groups that he, that, he, that he takes care of from school on all weekends and so on. So we thought it would be appropriate, you know, based on the background that my dad came from, um, with very little or, or no coaching or, or, or mentoring, mm. we thought that this would be uh, probably the ideal opportunity to help this particular group from Cape Town. They will be here, and you know we're hoping that we raise funds so that we can support them. Now, Rajan, uh, on to the book launch. How involved were you in the book, and, and what can people expect from the book? Right. Well, uh, you know, throughout the process, Selvan has been in contact uh, with myself, my family, and, uh, you know, I must make mention of this. Uh, the book has been dedicated to my mum. And, you know, we're very fortunate to have my mum around. Um, my mum actually turned 93. Wow, that's amazing. Um, Absolutely, you know, <laughs> the 24th of November. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's all happening, and, you know, uh, to have her around and, you know, for, for us to share this moment. And it's just pretty that, you know, she's, she's not well, you know, um, uh, so it won't be possible to have her at the, at the book launch as much as we'd love to. But I think, you know, the fact that we're dedicating this book uh, to my mom is indirectly a healing process for her. You know, for, for somebody who endured a lot of the, um, uh, the obstacles that my dad faced in those days. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that she was the one that encouraged him to be positive in, at that time when he was playing golf at that level. Finally, so, yeah, sorry. 
Yes, a, a little bit about the book itself. You know, it traces the history um, of, of golf in South Africa. It, it speaks a lot about the challenges that my dad faced, including all his records. And you know, uh, Salvin also has included, with permission from from the family and so on, uh, to, to to include some photographs in there uh, depicting the area that that my dad lived in in the impoverished uh, town of Riverside. You know, pictures showing the, the tin shanty. Uh, homestead that that he came from, and a lot about my dad's records that that people are not aware of, and you know he encapsulated that quite nicely. I think pictures tell a million stories uh, in, and, and when you look at it and I think it's great that you mentioned the way, where he lived back in the day because a lot of people drive around that area now not knowing that uh, um, Indians lived uh, around that area on the banks of the Amgeni River and Durban North as well so lots of people are not aware of that and it's good to have those pictures and obviously trace those routes uh, Rajan, uh, if people would like to find out more about the uh, Gold Day um, who can they contact? They could contact me. Um, it's easy. It's Rajan Papwa, R-A-J-E-N, Papwa, P-A-P-W-A, P-A-P-W-A, at gmail.com. So it's Rajan Papwa at gmail.com. Alternatively, they could call me on my uh, mobile. Uh, it's 0844 And I'll give them more details about the golf tournament. Rajan Siogalam, thank you very much for chatting to us and all the best for the golf day and the book launch and uh, may you be blessed. Thank you, Lloyd, and thanks for the opportunity. Always a pleasure, Rajan. Take care. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience.